0: This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at Sucklebusters.com. Like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit theTexasBBQForum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections sauces and rubs find them online at butcherbbq.com and by Green Mountain Grills a leader in the pellet grill market you can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com and by cookingpellets.com a maker of high quality pellets for all of your pellet driven cookers you can visit them at cookingpellets.com or you can find them at amazon.com as well
1: Hi, this is Scott Crenia from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty Q, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
2: So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
3: Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in tonight, more than happy to have you. A phone call gets it done, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg, G-R-E-G, at Show.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the bbqcentralshow.com and here's what's happening. First and foremost, hit the main website, sign up for the newsletter if you didn't. You'll get the heads up around 4 p.m., that's 1600 if you are an aviator, and get the heads up on who's going to be on the show coming up in about 12, 13 minutes from now. I don't like to throw around the terms barbecue legend. A lot. And we get a lot on the show. But at 9:14, barbecue legend, as a matter of fact, deserves another drum roll. Owner of Lang Barbecue Pits, barbecue pit-making legend, Ben Lang, joining the show. Ben Lang. At 9:35, Do you like barbecue? Do you like injecting? I mean, whether you're a competition guy or whether you're just a backyard sucker like me, you'd inject once, you inject twice, you realize it's probably a process that you really like to do. You are reaping the rewards of injections. So what's the next thing you do? Try and find something that makes injection easier. My guest at 935 has just that product. By the way, proudly... The newest sponsor of the show, creator of the Chops Power Injector, and there will be a special going on this evening and probably over the next few days as well for podcast folks, Dan Ulidal joining us here on the show to talk about the Chops Power Injector. Very excited to have him aboard as a sponsor of the show. And then we'll go ahead and move to the second hour. You will find a guy who I enjoy heavily talking the barbecue and the grilling and libations, and all that great stuff. Multiple-time cookbook author. You've seen him on television a bunch of times. He is the owner of Optimus Prime. And a Canadian. But I don't think we should hold that against him. Ted Reader will be joining us. Yeah. And at 10.35, the true bluebloods of the competition barbecue scene especially in kcbs know my 1035 segment guest he is a grand champion this past weekend at the uh, hutchinson kansas barbecue event known widely for his gleaming smile as he walks to get his awards the pitmaster of buffalo's barbecue donnie teal joining us yes yeah. So that's what you have to look forward to tonight. Ben Lang, Dan Uladal, Ted Reader, Donnie Teal. 216-220-0966. Greg at Show.com. Your two bits of contact information. Uh, Right now, blast off the email. Get on the Facebooks, the tweeters. Let everybody know that the show's on. A couple different sites and links to send them to. Audio-wise, you go to TheBBQ.com. Or if you have a smart device, you can get the TuneIn app. T-U-N-E-I-N.com. You can find that show streaming live here on Tuesdays between 9 and 11. Also, we'll replay the audio archives of the show in rotation all the way back from 2013 now, I believe. So we have a wide array of past shows during off-show hours that you can listen to. You can also go to our longtime syndication video partner of this show, OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch-now. dash now And if you have items such as Roku, go to the particular platform's app store, search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If it's there, download it for crying out loud. You can watch this show live 9 to 11 every Tuesday as it happens. You can also go to my video archives page on Outdoor Cooking Channel and get all the past shows since we've been doing it with Kevin at Outdoor Cooking Channel now for a number of years. There's nothing more fun than watching, let's say, the archive of the show, uh, which will be up tomorrow uh, for tonight's show, and then going all the way back to the very first show, back when I lived in the ghetto of uh, Cleveland, and seeing that crappy video camera kind of cocked off to the... Actually, you know what? I said last week, I want to reset the camera angle here so I have more of a radio show feel without not looking like head-on like it's a tv show because I still want it to be kind of a radio show but you're voyeuring in kind of like that Rush Limbaugh type camera that somebody else sent me during the show last week like that's kind of what I'm looking for and I just got to readjust the green screen and stuff like that and I could probably get something relatively similar to that however uh if you want to go ahead and and see the video stuff you go to outdoorcookingchannel.com and uh yeah you'll be you'll be very happy with uh what you have there but look at the video archive see the first camera shot the first show i mean it all sounded great from you know one to the next to the next but seeing the progress of the video and, and the quality of the video certainly a sight to behold so outdoorcookingchannel.com uh, whether it is the direct website or whether you're getting it on Roku or whatever IP television platform that you have. Go to that app store, download it, and you'll be happy that you did. Don't forget, you can subscribe to iTunes or to this show on iTunes for the audible replays. That's the wide array, or that's the most widely chosen avenue to listen to this show, audible through the iTunes. I have video archives on YouTube. As I mentioned, Outdoor Cooking Channel has the replays as well. So never any reason why you should miss this show on the replay if you hear of a great Interview that I did from somebody else. You never got to saw it live, whatever. There's never a reason you should ever miss anything on the show, ever. OutdoorCookingChannel.com, TheBBQCentralShow.com. Now, if I'm wrong, wait, hold on, before I get to that. I mentioned this last week uh, that Sterling Ball outfitted my family and me with clothes from uh, West Coast Offense and Big Pock Smokers. I'm wearing the, uh, the, uh, the West Coast Offense baseball tee. Got the long sleeve there. Got the West Coast Offense Championship rub situation going there on the front of the shirt. I got a tan version. I got the that sweatshirt that I wear, that gray sweatshirt. I got that in a t-shirt form now, which makes me very happy. But I said he also sent me two rubs. So you have the uh, Simply Marvelous Genie's uh, Hooch. See, Genie's Hooch. Simply Marvelous Genie's Hooch, which I've tried. is very good. And then I have not tried this one yet. But it's called the uh, Cucaracha Spicy Chili Dust. Cucaracha Spicy Chili Dust. I just whistle like an 80-year-old man. Uh, This says, if you like great spicy flavor, go ahead, put it on everything. So if you have tried the Cucaracha Spicy Rub, go ahead and let me know what you think about it. More than happy to get your intake there. Hooch is great on steaks. Really? I thought it had kind of a cumin flavor. Did it not have a cumin flavor? Usually that goes with pork. Uh, For the KCBS folks, is this correct? Because I saw it on Facebook maybe a week or two ago. It was John Nilgis, I believe, and was it Lon Mitchell or Mike Peters? Talking about KCBS voting on the issue of allowing kale in the box as a garnish option. Is that something that is true or is that something that is false? Because let me just say this. If it's true... If we're voting on kale as a box garnish option, let me bring up an even bigger point. Why the hell would you be voting on kale being an option when garnish isn't even mandatory? How about doing this, forget, forget kale being an option to garnish a box? How about having the testicular fortitude of putting to a vote and either mandating or eliminating garnish altogether, taking out of the gray area. How long have I talked about this? Forget about kale as it could be a box garnish. I mean, who cares? How about saying you have to garnish a box or no garnish in a box and quit leaving it as optional? Everybody does it. Make it mandatory, then allow kale as a box garnish option. You heard it from me first. All right, let me talk to you about CHOPS Power Injector Systems. Uh, They are the NBBQA 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. They came in three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs. For backyard cooks to caterers, restaurant chefs, the power injector is right for you. Each of their patent-pending CHOPS Power Injector Systems features not one, not two, but four needles, evenly spaced at perfect distance for even injecting. It also comes with three plug screws, so you can use fewer needles or change your spacing to get around those bones. It's versatility, folks. Let's break it down a little, tell you what each one's about. The number one seller, the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System, designed for competition or to pump up the Backyard Warrior. They're easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you just have one brisket or a poke shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it up all the way. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. $100 plus shipping anywhere. Then the one-gallon Chops Power Injector System, designed for catering, bigger jobs, it holds double the amount of the half-gallon system, obviously. Some use it in competition, like when you cook M.B.N. or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The newest one is CHOP's full-power injection system. It's electric, and it's the commercial and competition Big Daddy. It's not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container, that's right from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with the Chop's full power injector system, his briskets are back and better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14 gauge needles, three 12-gauge needles, two 1.5 gauge needles, 2 gauge needles 3 plug screws, and a needle protector. $325 plus shipping anywhere. And a number of the top pitmasters in the world. Use CHOPS Power Injector Systems every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. The thing is this, folks. It's a foodie world. Now that requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it fast. The CHOPS Power Injector Systems. Not just for meat. Hey, how about this? Putting alcohol-infused watermelons or fruits. The CHOPS Power Injector is a delivery system for your alcohol into the fruits. Every injector, hand-assembled, Kansas City, Missouri, USA. Extra accessories, if you want them, they have them. Want to shoot medium ground spices, they have you covered for that. They have two, three, and four-inch 12-gauge needles. Also, they have two-inch closed-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needle with the fat. They sell replacement stock needles, adapters, plug screws. They have a great upgrade. You can buy to make your chops injector bulletproof with metal needle adapters. Chops. Power Injector Systems give you barbecue some power. We're back with Ben Lang right after this.
4: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
3: All right, we are back. 216-2200966 216 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500 grand in cash. The next stop on the tour will be this Saturday, July 11th, 2015, in one of my favorite cities, Indianapolis, Indiana. A local qualifier. This will feed the top six teams into the Madison, Wisconsin Regional. That'll take place August 8th. To find out more about Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check out the results, or to register your team to compete, you can visit kcbs.us slash Tour. All right, joining me now, uh, as I said before in the show open, rarely do I use the term legend. If you got questions? All right, uh, let's try it again. Rarely do I use the term legend when it comes to barbecue, but I am, in this instance, the uh, creator, the owner, the presidente, the head man over at Lang Smokers. Please help me welcome Ben Lang to the show. First time. Ben, how are you, buddy?
5: Greg, I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to talking to you all day. Excited that you called.
3: Uh, ben, uh, you know, it's been a long time. I've been chasing you for a while now. Finally, uh, happy that the schedule's kind of messed and uh, we can uh, kind of sit around here for the next 16, 17 minutes and, uh, and talk. Lang barbecue pits, specifically, obviously, but before we get into that, I guess, uh, you know, I always like to get a little bit of history on folks when they show up here to the show for the first time. So, I mean, obviously, you're a revered pit maker, you're very successful. Everybody knows Lang smokers, whether you're just a backyard guy like me or whether you're on the competition trail, proven in many different industries, facets, niches, whatever you want to call it. But growing up, like, were you a guy that was like a family thing and you were always around barbecue? Uh, is this something that you just kind of caught a passion for a little bit later in life? How does it come about for you?
5: Well, it's the barbecue a the way of life, you know, in, in, in most of the country. And, and, and the fresh cooked food, uh, the cookers, uh, it goes way back. Granddaddy, you know, ran a smokehouse and, um, you know, Fed folks out of a back of a wagon, smoked meats and things like that. And had three thousand wood hogs when he died. He uh, was quite the woodsman and uh, and provided a lot of smoked meats to a lot of folks. So it goes way back. Um, personally, we saw a need to 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 build a better mousetrap, something that actually sizzled and seared the food like it was supposed to, something that actually was easy to clean up. Um, it was indestructible. Um, that would do what it was sp- supposed to do and not talk back, and uh, that's what we set out to do, and and it stayed after it all these years with the uh, with the smoker cookers.
3: Ben, are you a guy that that got a smoker at some point or, or built your own, and, and then just kind of saw now, the born, floss?
5: born a necessity to cook for large crowds, family. <laughs> born, born a necessity to cook for large crowds, and uh, and 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 I just took what was a basic family concept and design and turned it into, you know, a product line through a lot of help with a lot of people and, and, and a lot of good input through customers all these years.
3: Do you remember the very first pit that kind of, you know, rolled off the line, as it were?
5: Well, yeah, sure. All of them I remember, <laughs> and most of the customers, thank God. But, uh, no, um, the uh, the first pit was, was born to cook for um, um, a cousin's wedding. Uh, large crowds, cook whole hogs, and, and feed feed the folks, and uh, it did a fantastic job. And so much so that you know, if anybody needed any cooking done, they come to Bar the Pit. And uh, we found out pretty quick that if you you didn't use the pit, you didn't get the same snappy results that that you got with anything else. You know, you just didn't find it. And uh, so, seeing how well it worked, set out to build a product line out of a tried and true design.
3: Ben Lang joining me here, owner of Lang Smokers, the website langbbqsmokers.com. Easier website that redirects is pigroast.com as well if you want to check it out here uh, while we're talking, but I'm sure uh, most people have seen them here. Uh, Ben, one of the things that uh, I guess is uh, most associated with your cookers, aside from the consistency, is that reverse flow. Uh, is that something that you had seen before? Or is that something that you kind of came up with uh, originally? How no, did that it, come about? It,
5: the original the original cooker was the same basic design that got nickname reverse flow along the way. Um you know it it's 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 the basic concept of all the best of everything rolled into one. And and it and it did what it was supposed to and uh, along the way they found that the heat drew under and back and the nickname reverse flow got thrown at it. But but in our cooker, it's always been fat searing on a griddle and your ability to clean it up when you get done. Just like the first burger I ever flipped at 15 in McDonald's.
3: You were a McDonald's it guy? Was
5: all, oh, yeah, 15 years old. And you all had right. to be 18 to work there. Yeah.
3: That's my guy right there. Flipping
5: burgers on a real grill when it was really <laughs> fried and there were real potatoes coming through the, through the, um, through the potato
3: system. And there was probably real fat in the uh, fryers too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was real, even the milkshakes. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, Ben, so in regards to the to, – and I guess for the people that don't uh, conceptualize what I'm talking about on reverse flow, when you typically look at a an offset pit, you have the, the smokestack would be on the opposite side of the firebox, but for you the stack is the same side as the firebox, correct?
5: Exactly. A lot of people, when they first look at it, they go, how in the world can that thing work? you got smoke smokestack and the firebox on the same end. And, and it's like a good, any good book you've never read. You've got to look into it first, and, and you find out, oh, well, wait a minute. The heat draws under itself and under a baffle and over a baffle to get out, and the baffle is a griddle, and you've got fat, sizzling, and searing. And it's uh, by design that our stuff works so good. It's not by accident. It's actually by design. It's a, it's a fat, sizzling, searing machine, always has been. Um, a lot of people imitate reverse flows. They've been doing it for years because it's such a good system. Um, but you know, one lang barbecue smoker.
3: All right, Ben. You said the term "fat sizzling searing machine," and for yeah, man. for for barbecue folks, I mean, I guess you don't inherently think of fat sizzling searing machine and a barbecue. In a lang, you do.
5: If you speak lang, you do. You ask a customer. Anybody that knows what a lang does knows it's fat sizzling and searing.
3: Explain it. The folks
5: it. that don't. The folks that don't get it are cooking in foil. And got pans, and they don't have fat searing on the griddle, and, and that's a big thing. Now I'm, I'm telling you, you you get a guy that can roll up and cook quick, or a guy that can cook low and slow and knows what he's doing. He can't be beat when he's cooking with wood and he's doing it right, and he's got fat searing on a clean griddle. He cannot be beat.
3: So how do you? He or
5: she. He or she cannot be beat.
3: How do you? How are you running a a fat sizzling and searing machine?
5: All uh, right. What you got in any Lang smoker cooker is you got a reverse flow baffle plate. And the baffle plate, Greg, is a griddle. So all the grease and watertight griddle under all the grilling racks, by design, they've always been built this way since day one. And the fat sizzling and searing on the griddle is the magic. That's why the flavor is so good in the Lang smoker cooker. And the fact that the user can clean the thing up in 15 minutes when it gets done cooking. So he gets the same snappy results next use. And that's when you think, friends think you reinvented fire because it gets that good, the food. And you ask anybody who speaks lang, they'll tell you the same thing. That thing cooks.
3: Ben, talk to me about, you, you talk about the griddle. Is that something that, that is a synonymous term with tuning plate, or is that something completely different?
5: No, nah, nah, tuning plate's in there to try to tune some heat or do something with the heat. If the machine's built correctly, it's going to take care of... The heat's going to take care of doing what you need it to. It's going to cook if the thing's built correctly. It's not going to need a tuning plate, you know. Some people will say, my machine's already got a tuning plate in it. Yeah, I got it built (laughs) so it's tuned. you darn right. Every model's built that way, so they dance with the customer and cook like they're supposed to, you know. Um, By design, it's a better system.
3: Ben, how how many... Did you have did you have the concept perfected by the time you brought it all ready to market and ready to go into business and sell or have you refined processes you know over the lifespan?
5: Well the basic concept has always been there since the beginning and, and it's it's one product, a smoker cooker barbecue grill and it's I don't know what we got now 35 40 models I got no idea Wow I'd have to sit and count them off of one product and they still, Making hit records in terms of you know kicking out new products off of it daily, you know, and that's not including the char grill line that we got. That's just in the smoker cookers. You know, um, it's a great product. You talk to our customers; they'll tell you how good the thing works. It sears the meat to perfection. It really does, great, And I'm gonna put one in your hot little hands and let you give it a try. <laughs> and if you like it, you keep it in. And if you uh, if you uh, if you don't, send it back. But I highly doubt you'd do that.
3: Ben, the other thing that I saw, and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of uh, of the cookers for a long time. And I know a lot of guys, especially in the competition scene, that, you know, kind of cut their teeth using uh, the lying mm-hmm. offset cookers. Um, you see now you have on your website the hybrid cooker, which I thought, man, you know, mm-hmm. this is a guy. And I'm not here to kiss your ass, of course. But, you know, it, it's always because I'm a business guy first. I'm a sales guy. I sell Peterbilt trucks. I mean, you're selling cookers. I mean, we're selling top of the line everything here. Uh, so. It's nice and refreshing to see a guy who's seen success, you know, not just for the last couple of years. I mean, you're doing it for a long time. You've been successful for a long time, but you're not satisfied with the status quo. You're listening to people, and you're constantly coming out with new stuff to bring to the market. And the hybrid cooker is kind of one of those things.
5: Well, it, it really is. Um, it's it's been a you know, right off the heels of the 36 series, the residential patio models expanded the, the 48 patios and the. Uh, 36 patios, and then rolling right into the hybrid series, which basically, for for the listeners, it, it's a hybrid. It's a charcoal grill and a smoker in one. It's all in one cylinder. They're separate from each other. It's hybrid in that you can use any one of them at any time, and that's the only difference um, for folks that are diehard char grillers. They know they're never going to quit charcoal grilling.
3: And you can run them both at the same time, and so what, is there some type of like a double wall system or, or something like that? There, or... There's
5: actually a, a set, they're separate of each other in the same cylinder. Wow. Yeah, they're they're separate from each other in the same cylinder, um, so that you can run one, both, you know, whatever whatever suits you. And, and most guys tell us that they're using some part of it on a regular basis, you know, almost daily some of them use it, some part of it.
3: Uh, ben, as you start to grow, Lang smoker cookers—the fat sizzling and uh, searing machine—do uh, you initially just start trying to sell it all yourself, or do you immediately realize that you know this is something you're going to have to set up a, a distribution-style network in to to really get it out there?
5: Well, you know, we we for 27 years now, factory-direct wholesale type situation, you know. Um, our, our next next move in the near future is some licensing agreements with with uh, with our brand, and uh, and moving to the next level with it, and uh, you know hopefully folks will find it more convenient to get one, won't have to wait three to four weeks to get it, be coming to us to a to somewhere near you type thing, you know, uh, so 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 could some good things could happen there where folks wouldn't have to worry about. Oh, I got to spend five hundred bucks to get it freighted to me. You know when I buy it from the plant.
3: Let's talk quickly about you know building. Uh, I guess one of the uh, potential uh, hurdles to overcome. If you've never dealt with live fire, if you've never built a fire to fire yeah, a yeah, cooker, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, do sure. you have any kind of basic setups to you know get that fire going and and then being able to maintain For it? For sure. Yeah.
5: yeah for sure dry split wood becomes your best friend if you're gonna cook with it um, it's it's dry and split it'll it'll burn hot and clean anytime you need it to um, good competition lump charcoal works fantastically and, and gives you good flavor but uh, you burn your dry split wood it's it's in your DNA and culture to know how to build a fire it's just there I promise you your grandma built one and grandpa built one to raise the family and cook you know uh you go far enough back, everybody cooked with wood. So it's in our culture. So it's nothing to worry about. And once you figure that out, it's like, oh, man, where's this been all my life?
3: And this isn't uh, a situation where, you know, you, you want, especially for the new guy, the new people and the, the fans that are just kind of in the periphery here, thinking about getting smoker, you don't want to see a lot of smoke rolling out of the stack. You just kind of want no, to see sir. that no, whiskey sir. stuff. You,
5: smoke is a flavor profile. All you want is clear heat jumping out of anything you're cooking out of constant, at a regular pace, so you can get it to brown some biscuits and give you the mahogany-colored food you're looking for. True bark comes from heat on real fresh meat, properly seasoned, and that's it. It doesn't come from the smoke. You get a smoke ring, and you get a smoke flavor, but bark's not about the smoke. If You get, you get too much bark if you get too much smoke, quite candidly. You will get it some black. You don't like it. And the girls and the kids don't care for it when it gets too smoked up. Uh, first time, first thing I'll tell folks when running running a stick burner is, you'll you'll learn fire management skills where how hot a fire you build to create what size temperature you need to do what kind of cooking, whether it's slow cooking at 250 or fast cooking at 375 or four and a quarter. You know you can bake some pretty good pizzas at four and a quarter.
3: Do you have a, a preference when, he, when it comes to the traditional uh, ribs and the, the brisket and the pork butts? Do you, do you like to stay a little bit lower or do you not mind well, cooking My a bit
5: preference out? is low and slow for sure. I've always been an advocate of that, but there are times where, you know, like a BFW has got to cook thousands of ribs. They can't do that. they got to cook them in an hour and a half, so they got to crank them at four and a quarter and turn them every 15 minutes in a big honking char grills, you know, that, that we run a run, but... You can cook low and slow and get great results in a smoker cooker, and you can do it in, a, in an offset, in a in a uh, charcoal grill even. You know, you can get great results offset in, in doing the smoking. It's ben, not hard to do. Anybody that's, that's scared of trying it, they just need to get the tool and get after it. They will never regret it.
3: Ben Lang joining me here on the show, uh, the owner of Lang Barbecue Smokers, the website LangBBQSmokers.com or PigRoast.com if you want to check it out. Uh, ben, let me transition here uh, really quickly and talk about the growth of barbecue and, and in large part to television and shows like uh, barbecue Pitmasters, uh, which I know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you, you took part in. So I, I guess as somebody who has seen the barbecue culture evolve, you know, over the last 27 years, uh, you know, what do you think about the show, uh, your time on the show and kind of favorite moments, I guess.
5: Well, you know, the industry, we're, we're all real blessed to be in a billion, multi-billion dollar industry. The barbecue industry as a whole, grills, restaurants, you consider everything's going on and what we're all blessed to be part of. It's exciting. The products that are in the industry, um, the stuff that's out there now, and the stuff that's coming along, very exciting times and, 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 and lots of new and exciting stuff to, to do and see. So I'm very excited about what the future holds for the whole whole scene of barbecue and in in, in 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 the big term of, of of the picture.
3: In regards to you know the television side of things, do you like being on TV? Is that something that you you get a kick out of, or is it just kind of to, well, to get the always, name out there?
5: It's always yeah, it's always been a hoot. You know, do a show like yours, or do a, do a, a television show when asked. You know, that's always been a hoot. It. Uh, we get to, you know, I've got a dog in the hunt, my cookers, you know, so I get to pr- promote my product. And fortunately, like I said, we're 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 so, all so lucky to be in a in a in an industry that is, is just such a great growth potential, you know. Uh, some of us have been able to go through some pretty tough times in the economy over the last many years and do quite well in spite of everything going on around us only because our industry is, has been so good to us and, and what it's provided. And, and I think the future is just as bright as long as, uh, as long as we keep putting our best foot forward and, you know, our, our customers keep clamoring for what we have to offer.
3: Ben, last question here before I let you go, and appreciate the time tonight. we got to do it again soon. Uh, you know, I've, three, four, five years ago, there, was, there seemed to be a huge rush on pellet cookers. And then okay. recently, let's say over the last uh two years or so and definitely up to present day, there seems to be almost a trending going back or hearing more about the offset pits. Is that something, you know, that you hear too? Well,
5: I'm I'm happy to hear it, you know, firsthand. <laughs> you know, you you keep an ear to the ear to the uh, ground there, so to speak. I know you hear the drum roll in the industry of what's really happening. Uh, I see some of the results. You're right, as I see things like that. Uh We have seen a trend with, um, um, independent, um, see, we're real fortunate in our, our client base is real diverse. You know, it's, it's enthusiasts, it's competitors, it's, it's caterers, it's chefs at resorts, it's uh, restaurant owners or independent franchises and larger franchises. We, we see franchise owners, small and large, getting, getting back to the basics. And, and we see kind of the future of barbecue is going full circle back to authentic. Uh, you know, I was talking to some, some franchises the other day, and their big dilemma, too, is where's the next electric whatever coming from that's going to be the silver bullet for them in their franchise, right? And, and it's like, you know, come on. You know, what's that all about, the next one of those? It's all about getting back to authentic and what made the pig good, 41 years ago when the old man was cooking it on the pit, you see what I'm saying? That result is what they're trying to get back to, whether they got a, ranch, a franchise of 500 or they got one store in the, in the stable.
3: And you're ready to take care of them, right, Ben?
5: Well, um, <laughs> myself and a lot of other good folks out there, we got a lot of good products that will do what they're supposed to and serve the needs of the many. Yeah, we, we're we're uh, fortunate to have folks wanting to come our way, and we see record-setting months on a regular basis at Lang. We really do. We're real, real blessed that we have continued to to grow like we have, and in spite of everything that's went on around us, it's, it's been a a real treat to see the growth, and 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 we look for more of it to come in the future, uh, just just by you know shows like yours and and good folks wanting good good results. We figured barbecue is all about making memories. And if if our cooker's in the mix, we're happy, guys.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Ben Lang is the owner of Lang Smokers. Again, the website LangBBQSmokers.net or PigRoast.com if you want to check it out. Uh, Ben, really appreciate the time tonight. Enjoyed uh, kind of the initial chat. We're going to do it again soon, man. I really appreciate
5: it. All right, Greg. Good talking to you. Call me anytime.
3: Sure will. There he is, Ben Lang from Lang Smokers. Lang Smoker Cookers a fat sizzling searing machine you know typically again you don't necessarily uh, correlate offset barbecue pits with fat sizzling and searing machines but if you've never checked out a Lang Cooker I mean uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say some of the most successful teams on the competition circuit have or still currently use uh, some model of a Lang cook alright gang if me, you want to do the barbecue and grilling game the best way possible no easier way to do that than Dave Boska and Butcher Barbecues products butcherbbq.com that's the website grab the injections the prime the beef the pork the bird boosters the pork injections for crying out loud come on the open pit pork injection you're going to love it all available for sale right now at butcherbbq.com now you're thinking to yourself well hey i'm uh, i have all of the butcher barbecue uh, i'm sorry injections i can handle i don't have any sauce what you're not perusing deep enough into the website shame on you head on over to butcherbbq.com right now And check out the sauces. My favorite sauce, the sweet barbecue sauce. I'm as picky as it gets. We all know it. We all saw Dave on uh, Pitmasters. What do you think he's using? think he's using Blue's Hog? No. He's using Butcher's Barbecue sweet barbecue sauce. I mean, come on. Don't be foolish. He's got great rubs, too. The steak and brisket rub. Everybody knows I love honey rub did I mention a little product called grilling oils what Wow I mean if Dave doesn't have his finger directly on the pulse of what people need and it's not just the competition folks I mean certainly if you're a competition guy you're looking for a blue bottle alternative to grilling oils are right up your alley but they're just as good for me the backyard guy I wrap my ribs I cook a lot on the stove I cook a lot on the grill. It's not competition, but I want to have the same accoutrements that everybody else has access to. That's why I use the grilling oils, the rubs, the injections, all that stuff. So do yourself a favor. I would go through the shipping stuff, but I'm going to save you all the hassle and the trouble. Make sure you order at least $200 worth of stuff. You can save all the money on the shipping because anything over 200 ships for free. So head on over to butcherbbq.com and stock up now. That's butcherbbq.com. Always trust your butcher. We are back with Dan Ulladal and the Chops Power Injection System, newest sponsor to the show, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get
4: in the smoke, Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
3: Yeah, all right. Welcome back, folks. Thanks again to Ben Lang, barbecue legend, for joining us last segment. This portion of the show brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturer of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, yeah, they got one for you. If you're looking for medium size? they got you covered there. How about something to take on those tailgates? Football season's coming up soon. Did I just say that? Yeah, baby. Plus, they can supply you with a tremendous quality pellet to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You can love yours as well if you just go buy one for crying out loud. All right, my next guest, bringing something to the market that anybody who injects is going to want to at least consider we race to the hotline and welcome newest sponsor to the Barbecue Central Show, Dan Ulidal, the creator of CHOP's Power Injection System. Dan, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Dan. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. More importantly, appreciate you jumping on board with the show. I mean... Oh, Yeah. Certainly means a tremendous amount to me that somebody finds, uh, even a, a monicum of value to the show, uh, let alone uh, somebody that's uh, willing to pony up and, uh, and get behind it as you did. So, uh, Dan, before we get into the chops power injector system, uh, maybe a little background about you. I mean, are you somebody that, that likes to barbecue or are you uh, competing or did you just kind of see a, a niche or, or need that need to be filled?
2: Well, I, uh, I am a competitor. I have a, competition team with my wife, uh, Sarah. We've been competing for four years now. Uh, we go out by the name of Chop Uh My nickname <laughs> was Chop in my past uh, um, hobbies, I guess. I used to race my airplanes and things like that, so I've always been a relatively competitive person, but I wanted something that uh, the whole family could do. So we got into uh, competitive barbecue and we knew right from the first couple of contests that, uh, we really enjoyed, uh, working together and, uh, preparing all this stuff. And at our second contest, we won a, uh, third place in core, kind of like 70 teams and like 12th overall, I think. And we, we were hooked from there and that's kind of how this whole, uh, whole thing started.
3: Is that like the best and the worst years. thing to to happen to a, a guy that's just getting into competition barbecue is, you know, the, the first time out or the second time out you get that call and you're like, yeah, man, let's get into it now.
2: Oh, yeah. The the best or the the worst thing or depends on if you're looking at your bank account or not. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Um, you, have to, you have to spend a little bit of money to get into it. But, you know, once you're into it and you start figuring things out, you figure out ways to save some money. Uh, get some sponsors or come with, come up with something that um, you, you see a need like I did um, and that helps you know I'm, I'm not out there begging for sponsorships anymore I, I'm self supportive for the most part I do I'll, I'll cook for to make a little extra money but mainly it's 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 all about uh, chops injectors and, and how they um, kind of taken the world by storm, I guess, especially making it, making it on the show, on the uh the sales really increased. Uh,
3: Dan Ulidal joining me here on the show, the creator Chaps CHOP's Power Injector System. So, I mean, obviously as a competitor, you, you are injecting and you just became, uh, you know, bored or it was a tedious process and you're just looking to kind of to speed it up?
2: Yeah, the kind of how the story goes is, um, by our third contest, we're injecting with, uh, butcher's products and we mix it up and we have a single needle syringe and we're mixing, we're, we're sucking it out of, uh, a red solo cup on the table. And I think I was let my wife take care of the injecting this day. And she goes to pull the syringe. She looks at me and says, it's too hard to pull. She pulls a little harder. The stopper comes off. She kicks the, uh, $5 of injection across the table, and we didn't bring any extra with us. So, I mean, it, we did that. We did some catering, and the the, the the cheap syringes were breaking all the time. And I needed something that, you know, you care a 200-person wedding, that's a lot of draws on a, on a single-needle syringe of, of any type. So I needed something with some capacity and with some speed so it wasn't taking an hour or two to inject. So that's how the chops idea was born, was was researching and trying to find a way to make things faster.
3: So how do you go from, you know, great idea? I mean, obviously, you know, it's something, you know, along the lines of a, you know, there's a guy I know that makes these things called meat rakes, and instead of like the plastic thing, I mean, these things are like, you know, metal, they could probably double as like karate weapons. I mean, they're crazy, but they're super efficient. So how do you go from... Idea to starting to kind of prove out products and then and then bringing it into market like what kind of a, a time frame
2: is that um, it's usually it takes about a year to to do it legally um, <laughs> to get some protections in, in, in order uh, you know you start with the idea of the concept the prototypes um, I, I went through a couple different prototypes um, The very first one I made worked but it was ugly. So I had to come up with a, a way to make that manifold on the, on the front of it um, easy to make. So I could make them myself to save the money to be able to make several of them at a time. Um, I started with $20. I went out, I found a couple of garden sprayers um, that were the right size, small and, and compact. Cause I knew I wasn't going to be mixing up gallons and gallons of injection at first. Um, and I went out there, prototyped, I found some ideas that worked. I researched these different bottle companies. Um, and within the first year i had found a company that made a bottle for me injecting that was already food approved. So I was able to get on with them. Um, I still make, I still assemble every single one of the injectors that come out. Really? Um, oh yeah, because, the amount of money it takes to go up to the next step of having a company that just makes them for you is to me, it's still astronomical. you know, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So I still do it with a smaller overhead so that I don't have to raise prices up any higher than they are already. Um, and you know, th- going back to the original question, you go from the prototypes, you make it work, then you test it. I tested mine for, almost an entire year before i got a hold of a, a patent lawyer once the patent paperwork was filed i can now call it uh, patent pending and i can start selling them with the protections that if somebody copies that idea i can i can have some recourse against them now then you have to figure out how to get it into the market and i started with it, just putting it on a website and not selling a single one for a month and then I put them on Amazon and then Amazon, I started selling one or two. And then I just started hitting Facebook and hitting Twitter and people started seeing it. And then I got on a radio show, um, with a friend of mine, um, down in Tennessee and he showed it off. Well, then a couple more were coming in and then then we started getting into being out there, getting some traction. And finally, last year and made it on
1: Pitmasters and it blew up.
3: So, I mean, so what kind of a what what kind of a ramp up do you see from the you know, those first couple, you know, times, you know, getting on the on Amazon and, you know, kind of not getting anywhere originally and then seeing the the Pitmasters hit. I mean, what kind of a spike is that for you? I mean, are you making money at that point or are you you break even or like what's your
2: Um, it took around a year before I started getting to a point where I could start paying back the, the, uh, original, very small loan, um, to get the patent, you know, it took a, it took a solid year for me because I am doing it on such a, a scale that I don't have a ton of money invested. Now I do have lots more invested now, but it's all because it, it's kind of like flipping the house. I sold 10 injectors, so now I buy 25 injectors. I saw those 25 injectors, I bought, you know, 75 injectors. So it's, I, I've really tried to pour the money that is made right back into the company, and then it gets to, mm-hmm. you know, then you get to expand the line a little bit. You know, I expanded into the electric model. I, I knew for a year I could make that one, but I didn't have the money or the the person to really test it where I could see it all the time. If I need to go look at it right now, I can drive down the street and look at it, make sure it's working like it's supposed to. So, uh, uh, the chef here in town was shooting at, at the beginning. He was using a half down. He's shooting 20 briskets. Now he's shooting uh, up to a hundred briskets a day with my injector. And I, he needed something that could do that faster. So that I, I, I designed the electric one around his needs. And now, people that have the electric one think it's the best thing they ever, they've ever ever bought. And it's really cool. It's really fast. It's just a, you know, for the restaurant world, they're looking to increase the bottom line, yep. save the time. And they get to do that. Plus, they get to make a better product.
3: Dan Uladol joining me here on the show, creator of the Chops Power Injector System. Uh, Dan, if you could uh, kind of explain the, the models that you're currently offering and how they kind of function, price points, obviously, as well.
2: Right. Price points. Uh, the, the half gallon, um, I caught part of your, your live read there. And it, it sounded pretty good. Then I cut out for some reason, but, um, the half gallon is our number one seller. It's kind of the, uh, the coverall for everything. You can use it. If you have a restaurant, you can use it. If you just barbecue on the weekends, you can use it. If you're on the competition trail, I use two of them. When I go out for competition. I fill them up about halfway with injection. Um, and then I put them in my refrigerator, in my cooking trailer. I drive to the, uh, I put, I make them the night before. I put them in there. I don't have to mess with them. I don't have to worry about instilling. Uh, I use them. I put them in the sink, rinse them out, clean them when I get home. They're out of the way, and it's just one less step I have to do. Um, so I have the speed. It only takes me a minute now to inject my two competition pork butts and my two competition briskets um with the half gallons. You know, the they're, they're just a great um compact size and it works, you know, you don't have to fill it all the way up. You can use uh just a few ounces of injection or you can use the half gallon injection to refill it and keep going. And you got the one gallon. Uh, the the guys who I, I designed it kind of around the whole hog user. You know, they they use a couple gallons to several gallons of injection. So you have um, the one gallon that gives you the power and speed to get that injection all the way through, and you're able to do it at such a, a faster pace now that you get to go through and make sure you get all the all the spots injected. I know several teams that go through twice now, where they used to just do it once with a single needle injector. And then the full power injector, that that covers all the gamuts. Um, it's 325 um you can use as much injection or as little injection as you want. You drop the tube in a in a bucket or in a uh, a bottle, like a 32 ounce bottle, and it it is it has twice or three times the power as the pump up ones. Right, it operates right around 40 psi, 45 psi, and you really can get moving whenever you're injecting. You can really go fast. You don't have to worry about pumping anything up. It's on-demand. When you pull the trigger, the pump turns on. When you let off the trigger, the pump turns off. It really was a, was a really slick design. So, like I said, I'll ship anywhere in the world. If you uh, send me an email, um, you can get on my website, at and and order. There's some drop-down menus for PayPal. If you don't use PayPal, you can send me an email. I'll send you an invoice where you can play with your debit or ticket credit or debit card, or if you need to send me a check in the mail, I'll even do that too.
3: Again, that website is BarbecueKansasCity.com That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E Dan, you spell it wrong. I'm sorry. We'll get over it, but you bar- you spell barbecue wrong.
2: Have you, have you typed in barbecue with a C? Bet should get you to the same place. Hey, there he is!
3: <laughs> hey, I just read what uh, I just read what the sponsors uh, you know are, are putting out there. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'll there give you go. You
2: all of them, but that's a long list.
3: <laughs> spell it the wrong way, spell it the right way. You get to the best place on earth, which is barbecuekansascity.com, and you get a Chops Power Injector System. All right. Uh, so uh, inevitably, Dan uh, Central Centralites are all about the deal. Uh, f- this is your first interview foray here into the barbecue central jungle. Uh, is there any? You know, uh, can can we? Z- Ring that arm a little bit for any kind of a initial deal for you tonight.
2: Yeah, I think we can do uh, right. we can do something special if you send me an email at dan at city dot com. Okay, I will ship you whatever size you want out for free. It's free shipping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you,
3: <laughs> Correct, free shipping. You centralites don't free, even try and pull it.
2: Free shipping. Um, and on the half gallon, one gallon, I'll throw in an extra set of needles of your choice. I recommend the closed tip needles. Um, they're a good all around needle. Um, it'll plug up with the fats of the, the meats as easily. The electric one comes with pretty much a set of, uh, each of the needles. So there's no real upgrade further into the, the, the full power one. Um, But like I said, if you put your put an email together, said I heard it on the Barbecue Central radio show. I will send it out for shipping. I will get it out within a week, and and you'll have the top barbecue product 2015.
3: Well, uh, hopefully the uh, the at least one email rolls in, but hopefully the emails roll in. And how long is this going to be good for, Dan? Because I appreciate it.
2: Um, let's, let's do this uh, your next uh, the airing of your next show.
3: All right, so uh, we'll do it for a week. Uh, we'll make sure I get it up on social media as well. Uh, it's free shipping for any of the power injector systems. For the half-gallon and the one-gallon, you get a extra set of needles as well. So uh, make sure you take advantage of that. Dan at com is the uh, email address. Make sure you type the show here. Uh, Dan, once again, really appreciate you uh, coming on board with the show. Uh, but more importantly, coming on talking about the product tonight, and now let's do it again soon.
2: Yes, I agree. Had a good time.
3: All right, there he is. Dan Yuladon from the CHOPS Power, Power Injector System. Just writing back to Steve. Steve Ray. Thanks, Dan, for sponsoring Barbecue Central. I'll buy one just to support you, who sponsors Greg, who supports barbecue. Look at you, Steve. There couldn't be any more. Just when I think I couldn't love Steve from Utah more, he goes and does that. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru, longest-running sponsor of the show. Warminster, Pennsylvania is their home. If you've been thinking about automatic temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. So why would you buy from any other company? I don't know. It's scandalous. Now familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm not going to get into the minutiae. But imagine a product that allows you to set that pit temperature in one set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Because, hey, maybe you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you are constantly on the run with those kids, or you're doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have that time to set around and tend to pit temperatures. I get it. The guru allows you to throw on that pork butt, brisket, or a couple slabs of ribs, or all of those things, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the guru maintains that pit temperature you set at it. up. number of models to choose from. A number. you got to check them out. Their website, thebbqguru.com. For instance, if you are into the technology, if you want to potentially run two cookers and monitor internal temperatures of meat, the CyberQ Wi-Fi is for you. If you just want the like cruise control for pit temperature, at $149, it's going to be hard to beat the party Q. AA batteries, self-controlled unit, goes from many different styles of cooker, one to the next. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven, that's the place to go. Born and raised and tried and true on competition circuits as well as backyards. And you know it's going to work seamlessly with the Guru Pit Temperature Control Device. So you go gone over to the website, thebbqguru.com. You check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or TheBBQGuru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Uh, We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
3: Welcome back. Let's go ahead and uh, get this first hour wrapped up. Thanks again to Ben Lang, barbecue legend. Legend! For talking with me. I don't know. Did I hear that he was going to send me a smoker? What? Can anybody confirm that? I might be excited. All of this show is sometimes I'm not listening to everything because I got so many other things going on in front of me. You can't even believe it. But I think I heard that. Also, thanks to Dan Uledal, uh CHOP's power injector Systems. Uh, reload here for the second hour. Get your libration straight. I'm going to get mine straight, and we're back for the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks.
2: This is Jennifer Palomis from Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central.
0: From my heart and from my hand,
1: why don't people
3: understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the Really Big Barbecue Show.
1: We cook because we have to, and we grill because we
2: want to. Fine, how's it going? (laughs) You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what
5: what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the... In the crackle.
2: Charbono! It's all about the Charbono,
1: dude! Succulent fish! What? we ate pimp wiener. for oh, Wiener. Listen, Lavernius, shake I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top
4: men.
3: All right, welcome back. You, my friends, are in the midst of the thing called the Barbecue Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. Uh, I am said host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard. It's Tuesday. You want to jump in on the show tonight? I am more than happy to have you. Two one six two two zero. 216 220 Zero nine six six. You can also email Greg at the BBQ Still to come, still to come tonight. Yeah, and about thirteen minutes from now, Ted Reader will be gracing the airwaves. And at ten thirty five, Donnie Teal. Buffalo's Barbecue Pitmaster. We're going to be talking to him about his win just this past weekend out in Hutchinson, Kansas. So lots to come. Uh, if you want to jump in again, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966, Greg at theBBQCentralshow.com. Uh, email in from John Dawson, KCBS Votes. Ramps, I say let's let the KCBS vote on the new kale hippie garnish rule. However, They should also vote to add a new rule that states that a contest organizer, in conjunction with the KCBS rep, can specify that their contests allow garnish or not. In other words, have the option to apply the garnish-no-garnish rule on a contest-by-contest basis. It's the best of both worlds. Let me stew on that just for a second. I think on its head, it's a good idea. I think in the end, that would never
4: fly
3: I don't think it's any surprise to anybody for me uh, for me to say that garnish will continue to revel in its gray area as well, you don't need to do it I mean you know you know you're going to do it you know if you're in a KCBS contest and you want to win you're going to garnish the box because everybody that oh my god it's a cat
4: that stuff out here.
3: it's a floating cat here this is our new uh it's our new kitten snickers snickers say hi to everybody hey my name is Snickers. i love barbecue i'm black and white i'm racially harmonious and I'm, a, I'm just a cute little cat. Look at me. Okay, peace out, Centralites. Snickers the cat making an appearance. Oh, all right. Well, if you didn't know, we have, you know, we have two cats. Let me have this guy. Uh, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the big fat bastard. That's right. They call me Sir Fatness here in the Rampy household. Look up, you fatty. Look up. Look up. Cat. I'm hosting the show now. Eat my ribs. Alright. God, he's so fat. Bobby, put him on a diet. Or at least shave the hair off. He's got 50 pounds of hair. The vet said he was fat. I took him to the vet the other day. I was like, is my cat fat? She's like... Uh, yeah, he could lose uh two or fifteen pounds. Really? I just thought, uh, I just thought he was all muscular. Anyway, I digress. I think, uh, again, while John's idea is good, if there is a uh, the downfall is going to be. Then people would pick or choose what contests are going to go to, and if they're contests that they've always been to, or they're big pulls, and they decide to go one way or the other, then people aren't going to show up, and that's why I think I'm not here to dis- disagree with John just to disagree, but I think you know it's it's just got to be voted in or voted out. I mean, it it remains as an optional item and it's never it's never not optional it's never like you're, if you're going to win you're going to garnish the box so just say you got to garnish the box and here's what's legal okay that's all i'm saying there was no sam's club this past weekend they were celebrating the 4th happy belated 4th by the way the next Sam's Club event, as I said all the way in the show, uh, first segment lead read was going to be July 11th in Indianapolis, Indiana. The local qualifier feeding the Madison-Wisconsin Regional that will take place as well here shortly. Oh, I forgot to add it in. Oh, cripes. I do have the weekly barbecue roundup. Here it comes. Oh, here oh, oh, oh. Here it comes. Here it is, weekly, where'd it go? There we go. Here's your weekly barbecue roundup. All right, here we go with another edition of the weekly barbecue roundup covering July 3rd and 4th, starting it out. Blues Hog Barbecue Music and Craft Festival, Jackson, Tennessee, winning that one. Brewmasters Barbecue with a 700.5. I love Barbecue and Music Festival. Lake Placid, New York winning that one. Smokin' Hogs Barbecue, Massachusetts with a 661.6. Then we have Pork and Brew Barbecue State Championship in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Taking that one, Little Pig Town with a 692.5. Back to Mayberry Barbecue, Whittington, Iowa. Sorry, Whiting, Iowa winning that one. Big Chain Barbecue Gang with a 688.06. Then we have the Montana Barbecue Cook-Off in Absaroki, Montana, winning it. Lone Star Smoke Rangers with a 696.5. The Liberty Fourth Fast Barbecue Contest in Liberty, Missouri, winning it. Our butts are smoking. With a 689.6. Hutchfest Barbecue Cookoff, Hutchinson, Kansas, taking that one. Buffalo's Barbecue with a 690.2. Prime UV Invitational Barbecue Championship in Italy, winning it. BRBQ with a 677.6. That's going to do it for the Kansas City Barbecue Society portion of things. Let's quickly jump on over to the Texas folks and see what's happening this past weekend. In the International Barbecue Cookers Association, Half Moon Cook Off in Shiner, Texas, 91 teams took part, winning it. Matias Serrata with Pit Boss Smokers. And we had Texas Cook 'em High Stakes in Edinburgh, Texas, winning it. Erden Cervantes. Ernest Cervantes of Burnt Bean Barbecue, the Red, White, and Barbecue Cookoff in Enos, Texas. Eleven teams there. Ronnie Wade takes it. Blazing Barbecue, the Lone Star Barbecue Society. Hmm. Nobody reporting as of this recording here on Monday evening. And then the Texas Gulf Coast Barbecue Association fishing fishin Fiesta in Freeport, Texas, winning it. Don Canterbury. We be smoking. There was a non-sanctioned event as well. Shirts Jubilee Rib Cookoff in Shirts, Texas. Forty-two teams took place. Ribs only were the cook, and winning it, Clint Swindall and Matt Wheat of Good Life Barbecue. Also, at the time of this recording, nothing to report from the Florida Barbecue Association. That's going to do it for this edition of the Weekly Barbecue Roundup. And now we get back to more of the show with your host, me, Greg. Re- Take it away, me. All right, that was me. Boy, it sounded good. Uh, Just to read, John Dawson uh, emailed back in thinking that I missed his point. I didn't miss his point. I understand if an organizer and a rep call a contest no garnish, then no garnish is allowed at that contest. All I'm saying is this. There's, what, 100% of KCBS cooks deal with garnish right now, so the the chances of them uh, foraying out into a no garnish contest is going to be out of their comfort zone. Whether everybody's allowed to do it or not, they'll probably try and find a contest that is going to allow the garnish. That's why I'm saying it should just be, you know, right from the top, uh, go ahead and and ban garnish or go ahead and allow garnish. Uh, but make it not optional. How long, go back the the uh the annals of this show and hear me say, when will garnish be voted in as mandatory? I mean just why not get it on there? Yeah. I I can't name a team of the year winner who has never garnished a box. Because everybody does. That's why everybody's turning in chicken thighs. That's why everybody's, you know, doing all of this. Steve Carmichael, how dare you? Dude, I just got my wig busted, bro. My locks are impregnable. Look who's talking, by the way. Rat bastard. All right, we got Ted Reader coming up out of the break. Stay tuned for that. Cook Shack innovative technology for smoker ovens will change the face of barbecue with these releases. With the release of the new IQ5 digital controller, the IQ5 controller, the newest technology in commercial cooking, smoking, holding, restaurants, food trucks, competition cooks, backyard chefs alike enjoy sleep with the ability. To set a smoker, leave and come back in the morning with a day's worth of smoked foods. The IQ5 controller allows up to three stages of cooking, including smoke, cook, and hold temps. Since pellet produces more heat under 180, all three stages are important. The smoke stage adds the smoke flavor. The cook stage gets foods to their required internal temperatures. And the hold stage allows that meat to stay hot while sitting in the smoker until the food is ready to be served, not overshooting consistency is easier than ever to achieve. The IQ5 controller includes a digital readout, the probe attachment, and up to three stages of cooking options, a USB port to download and keep track of cooking cycles. And with that IQ5 controller, you have the option to download your smoking, cooking, and holding logs to a fat formatted USB flash drive. The IQ5 controller will maintain 1,023 cycles at 512 hours of cook time. The controller is standard equipment on cook shack, smoker ovens, with a capacity of 100 to 750 pounds. Options are available for upgrading your current equipment from the IQ4 to the IQ5 as well. The CookShack IQ5 controller has the first time in the cooking industry the ability to cook your own preset buttons. You can program them how you want them, eight preset buttons, come programmed with standard meat cuts such as brisket ribs and prime rib. However. Changing the presets is as easy as setting your times and temperatures and pressing the coordinating preset in less than 5 seconds. Set yourself apart from the competition with this great new feature. For more information about the IQ5 controller or any CookShack commercial or competition smokers slash products, give them a call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. By the way, I have it on good authority that that class in July sold out. You can't get it. You can't get in if you want to get in. No amount of money will do. No. Cookshack.com, 800-463. I'm sorry, four two three zero six nine eight. Hook up with that IQ5. You'll be happy that you did All right, we're back with Teddy, the Ted Man Reader. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Casting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All
3: right, 216-220-0966. Greg at com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by cookingpellets.com cookingpellets.com your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet driven cookers so you want to buy them go to cookingpellets.com you can also visit amazon.com if you want to to purchase as well don't worry folks if you've ever heard of somebody saying that pellets that aren't whoever's maker of your pit if you got to use those i mean it's completely inaccurate don't fall for that crap cooking pellets is just fine cooking pellets.com amazon.com and uh, chris becker will be on the show here like in a week or two as well so uh look for chris here all right joining me now a guy who i absolutely love just talking outdoor live fire cooking and perhaps even more than that drinking my man ted reader joining us here on the show ted how are you buddy?
1: Good, Greg. How are you doing tonight?
3: Absolutely fabulous. I'm, I'm holding you late, I know. I appreciate you uh, uh, doing coffee shots, and I believe the Jack Daniels shots will start now, right?
1: Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I've got uh, quite an early morning. I'm up at 4. I'm uh, on a flight to uh, Calgary, Alberta for the Calgary Stampede, so I'm heading out there for a few days of uh, fun and a little bit of business at the same time.
3: Uh, Did I see that Hoptimus Prime was also cooking today?
1: Yes, Hoptimus was uh, cooking yesterday and today. And so today we actually uh, launched Hoptimus Prime um, with a press launch, and it was official. So it is up and running and ready for business to get out there and serve up beer and barbecue at parties, events, and festivals, and just making everything delicious every day of the week.
3: All right, so for the folks that aren't familiar with Optimus Prime uh, as best you can if you could kind of paint that mental picture of this
1: beast. All right, think of a 1972 Ford Seagrave grave uh fire truck, a pumper truck, about 22 23 feet long. And we uh, gutted it, we pulled out the water pump, we pulled out the water tank, and we decided we were going to make a beer beer and barbecue machine. So, we added a refrigeration unit uh behind the cab to uh, large enough to hold eight uh, 50-quart kegs of ice-cold beer. And we can pour two flavors out of two draft taps that come out of the side of the fire truck. And then on one side of the fire truck, we added in eight feet of uh, propane-powered gas grills uh, by the folks at Crown Verity, beautiful industrial gas grills so that we can grill it up as we need for, for events. And on the other side of the truck, um, we put in an eight-foot stick burner barrel smoker with a four-shelf rotisserie. Uh, I custom designed that with uh, the fabricator of uh, my fire truck. And uh, so we did a few special things with the smoker to maximize uh, consistency in temperature, especially with a stick burner. So we have uh, three different areas that we can control the smoke. Uh, with dampers as well as we uh, take the smoke from the bottom out of the bottom of the barrel and then up a chimney so that we maintain a fair amount of smoke inside the barrel. And so that's on that one side. Then we built a staircase up the middle, up the back, and we call that the stairway to heaven that takes you up to an (laughs) upper deck, a party deck, where we have um, seating for eight, standing for about 15. There is a flat screen TV up there. Uh, patio umbrellas then we have two 12-foot awnings that come out from either side of the truck and um eight uh speaker system and a subwoofer in there that is four feet by four feet by four feet um that's basically it with lights and sirens and (laughs) that is Hoptimus prime it is a beer and barbecue machine for, for our company called chef events. Did,
3: did you say eight kegs?
1: Eight kegs.
3: Oh, jeez. <laughs> man. Oh man. Like you don't even go in the house anymore. You just like camp out and hop them as prime, right? No, we got the TV.
1: We got the music. We got wow. shade. We got beer. We man. got grilled foods. We got Oof. smoked foods. We got it all going on. And, uh, if you go to my, my Facebook page, uh, Chef Ted Reader BBQ, you'll be able to see pictures of Hoptimus if you scroll through. And it's a beautiful, beautiful fire truck that came out of a little town called Blind River, Ontario.
3: Yeah, everybody on the, uh, in the chat room is like, we need to see pictures of this thing right now. So I'm glad you gave out the, uh, the Facebook page. So anyone with the, uh, the desire and the will and most importantly the checkbook can possibly get you to their house or place of business to do a cook?
1: Yes, yes, wow. uh, we do travel. It is a fire truck. It is forty-two years old, so <laughs> we we do limit sometimes the places we go. But uh, if the check is big enough and there's a flatbed, we'll put the fire truck on the flatbed and take it away.
3: Wow. Uh, all right. So if you're interested, uh, visit TedReader.com and you know hit them up that way and then see what you're into. Optimus Prime certainly sounds like a- at nothing else one of the best discussion pieces slash eating units slash drink your face off units. Ever assembled here on the uh, on, on on in North America for crying out loud, the whole continent. Uh, well, I've seen
1: lots of cool fire trucks out there, and uh, and a few of them with some grills and stuff. I don't know if any have gone to the extent that we have. Um, let me just say that the bank account's empty. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: yeah, I bet it is. Time to start recouping, right?
1: Yeah, wow. it's. Uh, but it it is a lot of fun. I was I was quite uh, thrilled when my business partners gave it to me for my birthday. Um, I was like, "Well, that's a cool present," so, and then they said, "Now we got to change it." So we started working with a, a motorcycle chop house here in, in Toronto, uh, custom choppers called Creator with a K K R E A T E R, and uh, George uh, Chor over at uh, Creator—they make some wicked, wicked, awesome motorcycles and cars—and uh, and now they've they've done Optimus Prime.
3: It's absolutely fabulous. Uh, Ted Reeder joining us here on the show. TedReader.com is the website again. Um, let me uh, switch gears here uh, just for a second here, Ted. You know, you've been in the, the, the book writing game and the, the cooking game. I mean, holding the the whole business side of things off. And, and I think maybe I do you a, a disservice by not talking about how accomplished you are in the business side of barbecue as well. But we can do that again on another show. Uh, but, you know, barbecue TV seems to be really gaining steam now. I mean, it's been barbecue pitmasters for the longest time, and that seemed to be the only gleaming or, or glowing fire, uh, pardon the bad pun, that you see on television. But now it's, you know, Grill Master Chops, it's barbecue pitmasters. There's a whole bunch of other shows that produced a year or two ago that are now trying to see daylight on a bunch of other higher cable channels. You know, what's your feeling about barbecue television in general? And then I guess why aren't you you on more barbecue television
1: well you know um, that's a good question uh... i do enjoy watching the stuff I, i'm not a big watcher of food shows i've been in the food business my entire life and uh... i i live it and breathe it twenty four hours a day and some days i just don't want to watch it anymore i would rather watch seinfeld uh, than cooking shows. And and don't get me wrong, I, I love all that stuff, but I don't want to live and breathe it 24-7. I've got a couple little kids now, so I have taken a step back just so I can spend some more time with my kids because um, I didn't have kids till I was 44. And I'll tell you, it's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. I've I've had Guinness Book of World Records, I've worked for rock bands and race car teams and sports teams as their chef, I've traveled around the world, I've done a ton of things, um, but nothing, nothing I've ever done and nothing I've ever cooked is as great as my two kids. And so I want to spend some time with them. We are in the the development of a show, we're working on some stuff here in, in Canada. Um, you know, I, I like to be that anomaly that's a little bit uh, quiet, too. I, as crazy as I am, uh, I do love, love the world of barbecue, and I live it and breathe it every day. Sometimes from behind the scenes, where things are a little more exciting, too. And I don't always need to be out front. I'm a barbecue guy. I grill it, I cook it, I glaze it, I fire it up, and I live it and breathe it every day. I don't need to compete, and I don't, uh, I, I, I just, I'm just out there to do my thing, man, and have a good time. So I give kudos to everybody that's out there that is trying and cooking and going on those shows. The only thing I don't like about those shows, and I have to and I have to say it Please, straight up. Please, absolutely. I don't like people giving people shit about their stuff. I'm a nice guy, and I've spent my life just being a nice guy. My mom always said, if you haven't got something good to say, don't say it. And so, and and here I'm going against her rules right off the top, but it's, it's true. I just don't like watching those shows where three people that, that do know how to cook and are accomplished are giving people shit and competitors are dissing each other. I just think that, you know, it's just not for me. It's not what I like to see. I'd rather learn about cooking than, than, than watch the live action of, um, people not liking each other. We got enough hate in the world, man. I'm all about the love.
3: Ted, let me ask you something. You bring up, uh, you make a point. I wasn't even, you know, thinking you were going to go in that direction. But I had Stephen Reiklin on the show two weeks ago. Was it two? Yeah, two weeks ago, and he spends a lot of time up in uh, French canadia and yeah. he's very successful up there and very popular up there. Blah blah blah. And I was asking him about barbecue television as well, and he said he echoed similar sentiments. And I said, hey, do you think because, because he was, oh, he was doing a, a show up there in uh, in, in wherever French uh, Canada is and saying, you know, back, yeah, yeah th- you know, there's never, there, there weren't any like losers per se. You know, there were some critiques here and there, but it was all done nicely. And as you said, you know, everybody's kind of getting their props and it's not the mean stuff that you see down here in the States. And I said, do you think that's a cultural thing? Do you think in Canada, it's a nicer, gentler type of a situation and here in the States? People want to see other people kick other people's teeth in, and you can sit back and kind of go, ha, 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 or he hates this, or, and the smack talk and all this other stuff. Is that, a, is that a country thing, or it's just just the way it is?
1: Uh, well, I think Canadians are a little bit more laid back. I mean, uh, we, we believe, I think, in Canada that uh, we can solve problems over uh, a sit-around-a-campfire and having some cold beer and shooting the shit and having some fun. And I think that's, that's a, a Canadian philosophy in certain respects. Uh, Canadians are fierce competitors and in, in, in the realm of barbecue. And I'll tell you, one of the fiercest competitors that I know and have ever met is uh, Danielle Bennett, Diva Q that woman has chutzpah, that woman has balls, that woman is tough as nails and I love her for that because I find that inspirational for what she's doing and I think that's amazing. She is driven and focused and that's a great thing and I think from a Canadian perspective, um, you know, I don't know, I just, I just like to cook and I think, you know, if we just sat around and ate and drank beer, and had a shot of bourbon, there's no problems in the world, and everybody should just have a barbecue and relax, because there's too much hate in the world. And I I don't want to sound like I'm a freak about love and all that shit. I'm just... It's enough, man. I'm tired of people having their heads cut off, and and blown up, and killed, and and shouldn't we just get along? It's a lot easier.
3: Getting along is a lot easier, absolutely. Now, you said something else that blew my mind. Did you say that you started having kids at 44 years old? Yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, eight and nine. Oh, my. Teddy, what are you doing? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm coming up on uh, birthday number 41 here on Friday, which means there would be three more years removed before I would have my first kid. I I have three daughters. I have one that's 14. I have a 12-year-old, and I have a 2B 10-year-old and three days after I turn 41 so you know i'm I'm well past i couldn't a if i if my wife came home at forty four and said i'm pregnant first of all, i'd say, well uh, I've been fixed for about fifteen years, so we got trouble in the house honey second like my mind would spin, so I guess like yeah, my w- kids
1: are three hundred and fifty nine days apart by the way wow, um, you're a man, and, Teddy and- you're a man. Well, no, I'm wow. just a dude that didn't get his shit together <laughs> until a lot later in his life. Did you want but to have I, kids later? Is that I,
3: what it was? Did you want to have did you want to wait until later or you're just like, "Yeah, let's have some kids."
1: Yeah, it was it was the time. It was the right time. Wow. And so we we got some wonderful kids and they're just they're special, man. They're just awesome. You know, my little guy came to me the other day and he, I was I was firing up my my big green egg and And he was watching me and he looked at the egg. And then he said to me, he says, you know what, Dada, that big green egg, it's cool. Then he turned and he went and shot hoops. And (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I like that kid. And then 15 minutes later, he came back and he said, you know what, daddy, I think it's time you teach me how to cook. And I'm like, well, now that you're asking, we can do that. And, uh, you know, I love them. I think they're, they're just, and, uh, I can't top that.
3: (laughs) Does does he, does he realize how cool his dad is? Like, does he know Uh, who you are?
1: They get it. Uh, I've picked them up at school in the fire truck and, (laughs) uh, and, and they understand that, that, that I'm a little bit different than, than other dads, but really, you know, I, I'm just an easygoing guy. I just barbecue for a living, man. And, And I get out there and I have fun and I entertain people and I want people to, I really want people to get in their backyards and cook. And I don't care if you're the first time cooker or you've been doing it for 20,000 times. I just want you to be outdoors and enjoy that fresh air and the sun and the wind and the rain and do it in the winter and do it in the summer and do it all year long because I think there is nothing better than grilled foods and smoked foods and it's just the bomb man.
3: Alright so let's keep with that for uh, you know the next four or five minutes here or the, the remaining segment. You know we had July 4th here in the States, you had uh, um, Canada Day uh, also just a couple days before our fourth of July as well so you know really big you know outdoor events here uh, for both countries so but going forward I mean we have a lot of time outside here over the next three four months do you have any like summer party hosting tips or, or advice? And I guess, you know, things that you want to do and things that you want to stay away from?
1: Well, I think there, there, there comes to uh, one of the biggest trends in, in food right now is fresh and simple and you don't have to go crazy and you don't have to make it weird or bizarre and it's not that I don't enjoy seeing all the crazy recipes I am the king of making crazy ass recipes but I am finding now things need to be just simplified Uh, fresh, fresh local ingredients. Find a great butcher, find a great seafood place, find a great produce place. Shop it when it's in season and it's fresh and it's local. Use fresh herbs and garlic instead of, you know, fresh garlic tastes so much better than minced garlic out of a jar. And so going with those freshest ingredients will enhance whatever you're doing. Next rule for me would be, patience. You need to have a lot of patience for whatever you're going to do. If you're going to grill hot and fast, you need to have patience for doing that because you've got to get the fire to where you want it. If you're going to smoke low and slow, you need patience for that. Take a long time. Enjoy it. Enjoy the beer that goes with it. The longer it takes, the more you get. Um, I think that if you're going to do something, my philosophy is Every time I go out to the grill, I try and do something a little bit different than I did the last time. Whether it be I'm firing up a different grill, I might be trying a different method of of lighting my charcoal or building that fire. And I play around and I experiment. And folks, when you're getting out there to do that with your food, Play. be inspirational with your food, be spontaneous with your food, and create something more. It's great to practice it and do it over and over and over and over again to perfect the way that it is. But it's also great to experiment and, and say, yeah, I know I make a perfect steak that way, but what if I tried this? And what if you did try that and all of a sudden you went, man, that was the best steak I ever had? And so that's how I look at it, is is go out and have fun and open your mind and look for the best foods you can, can afford and cook it up and just make it delicious. And it doesn't matter how you get from A to Z, just make it tasty all the way through.
3: Ted, let's play word association for the last 55 seconds. Okay. All right, I'm going to tell you something, just the first word that comes to your mind. Here we go. Number one. Ribs, bourbon. (laughs) Number two, chicken, beer. Number three, brisket. Love. (laughs) Next one, gin, tonic. I bet. Last one,
1: bourbon. (laughs) Mucho. (laughs) Yes, sir. We agree. We agree
3: to agree. Absolutely. Uh, Ted Reeder uh, is my uh, recurring guest here on this show, my Canadian barbecue expert, and the guy I love to talk food with the most. You can visit him, tedreeder.com, on the Internet. Find him on Facebook. Ted, always appreciate the time, man.
1: Talk to you soon. Thank you, Greg. Have a great night. You got Cheers. there.
3: He is Ted Reader getting up at four o'clock in the morning. By the way, still made time for this show, so that deserves double applause. I'm such an a hole. I would have been like, yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll have to reschedule for the following week. I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning, but no, he's uh, he's he's Eastern time. He'll be up in six hours' time. Wow. I've said it before. I will say it again. Is there anybody on the face of the earth that doesn't want to meet at my house, caravan up to Ted Reader's house, knock on the door and be like, hey, uh, Ted, we're moving in. We're, we're moving in for life. We'll help you co-parent those kids that don't realize how great you are. All right. Sucklebusters award-winning barbecue rubs, barbecue sauces, chili kits, Texas gunpowder. Preferred by competition barbecue cooks all over the world, the USA, you name it. 100% Texas-based, made in the USA. The products have won hundreds of industry awards. Two first-place finishes at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. New at Suckle Busters. We've been talking about it for weeks. The Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. I'm going to give away a free one here in just a minute. It's based on the Suckle Busters award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce. This is a thin barbecue glaze, finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. Super sweet, not spicy. Super red. They use a special American paprika for the bright red color. Here's how you use it. You brush it on the last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. It leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat and adds an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take those competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores or online, SuckleBusters.com. If you want to try a free bottle of SuckleBusters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finish email me right now in the subject line put Hoptimus Prime. Email me right now, Hoptimus Prime. You can get a free bottle of SuckleBusters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. So, if you can't wait, if you don't, think your luck is there you can call dan arnold 972-393-9509 to order you can also email sales at sucklebusters.com to get yours they're the best in texas here's some awards american royal barbecue sauce contest first place in 2011 and 2012 best of the best barbecue sauce contest first place in 11 and 12 chili pepper magazine award first place 13 and 14 Fiery Foods Awards, first place, 20, 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. What? National Barbecue Association, first place, 2009, 10, 13, and 14. Come on. Why aren't you at Suckle Busters right now? Order. Again, Hoptimus Prime in the email. You get a free bottle of the award-winning sauce. We're back with Donnie Teal, the pitmaster of Buffalo's Barbecue. Stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show.
3: All right, we do have a winner. Now, while it seemed that Wendy P was going to win, she omitted a key letter She told me Optimus Prime. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said Hop. Hop H. Hotel. Optimus Prime. Winning. Sylvie Curry. Lady of Q. Pitmaster. Successful. TV star. Uh, Sylvie, send me that shipping info in a separate email. I'll get it down to Dan. You'll get hooked up. You tell me if you like Right? That's what we say in this show. You tell me. Am I lying? I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. If I'm not lying, you tell me I'm not lying. I mean, that's what it's all about. All right. Uh, Joining me now to help close out the show is the pitmaster of Buffalo's Barbecue, the uh, most recent winner. Let me make sure I got his picture up here. That's right. Oh, man, I just took myself off. Ah, You can't ever take the host off. Oh, my God. Let's race over to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show. Donnie Teal. Donnie, how are you, buddy?
5: I'm good. How are you?
3: Doing absolutely fabulous. Donnie, appreciate you making time for the show tonight. Uh, obviously, we're going to take a look back at Hutchfest uh barbecue cook-off in Hutchinson, Kansas this past weekend. Uh, but before we do that, uh, since you're kind of first-timer to the show, uh, maybe a little background about yourself, uh, You know what you're into personally, and uh, perhaps more importantly, uh, how you were introduced to competition barbecue and when you decided to, to take up the ranks.
5: Oh, uh, that's my twentieth year of competing.
3: Twentieth uh, year,
5: yes, sir. Holy moly! Uh, started in nineteen ninety six and been going strong pretty much ever since
3: then. So, how does uh, how does a uh, a young Donnie Teal find out about competition barbecue?
5: Uh I had some friends at uh, Max Barbecue up with Scott Duke and Mike and Vicky were. Into the KCBS deal, and I was always going to cook offs. I asked him how hey, you go about finding out about the cook offs and so on and so forth. And they told me about joining KCBS, and that's how I kind of got started. And after that, it was a lot of trial and error.
3: Donnie, growing up, I mean, was, you know, I mean, I know you're like an Oklahoma guy, but I mean, is that something that you're always around, like growing up, and you, you do the pit barbecue stuff or, or not so much?
5: Not so much. Um, my mom and grandma were always in the kitchen and cooking and always enjoyed cooking, so just kinda went from went when I got started that way.
3: All right, so when you hit that first barbecue contest, you know, what are you taking with you? Did, did you have a cooker already picked out or are you you're thieving and borrowing stuff? I mean, what's that first competition like for you?
5: Uh, it was it was nerve wracking. We uh had a homemade pit and it was big and heavy, and and it worked really well and served me for a few years on the circuit. And But, uh, yeah, you go to that first one, it's you know, kind of like first time on the stage, your knees are kind of knocking a little bit. So, But we kind of got used to it and kind of found our groove.
3: Uh, Donnie Teal joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Buffalo's Barbecue. Are you uh, a team of one or a team of uh, a sliding few? How does that work out for you?
5: Uh, it's me and my wife and I have a little barbecue stand in Sperry, Oklahoma and and she my wife takes a lot of her vacation time to cover for me on Friday afternoons and where I can get gone to a contest and if it's fairly close she'll she'll drive down Saturday morning or something to help me with turn in if not it's usually just me by myself.
3: So was the barbecue stand a uh a child born out of uh, the success of buffalo's barbecue or did you have the stand before you got into the competition thing
5: uh, it was after the fact it, it's this year will be in october will be eight years that i've had the barbecue stand
3: do you do you like the uh the business of barbecue is that turning out okay for you guys
5: yeah it's uh it's challenging from day to day i don't have any employees i, I do all the cooking make the orders take the orders answer the phone I do it all, run and go get everything. Mark Ellis in the board for I just just may, uh, you know, sometimes it can get overwhelming. So,
3: Donnie Teal joining me here on the show. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look back this past weekend. Again, Hutchfest barbecue cook-off in Hutchinson, Kansas. Took uh, 31 teams out there, and uh, you kind of reigned supreme over everybody else this past weekend. On the whole, as you look back, and look, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, you've been doing it for so long, uh, 20 years. Uh, how do you recap the weekend? Anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with or, you know, something that popped up that you that you had a little uh, issues getting over the hump on?
5: Nah, everything, most of the time in my camp usually runs pretty smooth. It's just, you know, hitting your, hitting your time slots and making sure everything goes good. and But, you know, usually everything just kind of runs – it's general rule in my camp it's nothing gets too wild
3: you see a a lot of people going to specialty purveyors for meat the the wagyu briskets the the uh, the duroc porks and ribs and you know free range cage-free chickens and all this other stuff uh what's your mix like do you get into some of that specialty stuff is it all specialty stuff how do you fit in there
5: I buy my chicken at the local grocery store. It's just smart chicken. Uh, my ribs, I use farmland ribs or uh, single packs, St. Louis cut. Uh, I buy my pork butts at Sam's, and I will say this is the first year I've used Wagyu briskets. For that, I've always used prime, and uh, but I've definitely seen the difference in my scores by buying the Wagyu's over the primes this year.
3: Yeah, so I mean, for for 19 years, you are you know buying the the, I guess what everybody else had, had bought previously, and and maybe not consciously going against the the way. So what I mean, what pushes you over the edge? Why do you decide that this is the year you're going to give it a try?
5: Oh, it's just briskets always been kind of my nemesis, and and uh, I thought, well, you know, everybody's using them, might as well try it, and I tried. You know, a couple way back when, uh, when Cates had his deal at North Little Rock, and I don't know if it was just me, I didn't know how to cook them right or what the deal was, but uh, they kind of turned me off, and I went back to, you know, primes and choices back then, and and uh, so this year I thought, well, I'll give it a whack and I'll I'll go more than one or two contests and and try to get a, you know, some black and white print behind it to. To prove that it was worth the money to to buy the extra and it's paid off for me this year
3: so what do you see as the the biggest keys to making sure that you're not you know overcooking or not cooking it white what what works for you
5: oh just you know paying attention to your pit mainly i mean i don't i don't cook any extra stuff i cook one brisket and and two pork butts and Two racks of ribs if they're really good and three if I got one is kind of questionable. And I cook ten pieces of chicken, so I don't I don't cook a whole lot of extra.
3: Donnie Teal joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Buffalo's Barbecue. Uh so for this past contest, uh you get a second in chicken overall, you finish fourth in ribs. Uh pork you don't get a call on, but you get a third place call in brisket. And I was talking with uh, Rod Gray last week who got three call three really good calls and and then he missed a call so I, you know i wonder donnie i mean you've been doing it for so long i mean are you at a point now and, and with your program honed and the flavor profiles there do you figure that pork is just kind of outside the top 10 or do you immediately go to you know you, you screwed the pooch on this one and it could cost you by leaps and bounds
5: well <laughs> most people know the pork's my strong suit so uh, i figured my pork could be close uh I've always been a pretty good pork cook and I didn't figure it'd be too far out outside the box, but you never know. It just all depends on what table you get that day. So, but, you know, if I got one outside the top 10, you know, if I had my choice, I'd rather have me pork and the other three because porks usually, you know, like I said, that's my strong suit.
3: So as uh, the overalls are getting called out, uh, you get to reserve grand. You don't hear your name. Are you, Confident that the next name is is going to be you, or are you a team like many others that don't don't think like that?
5: Uh, this and here, you kind of had an idea because they announced the top ten. So, I mean, if they'd just done grand and reserve, you know, you you'd you, you'd have an idea that you might be there. But it's all about numbers, so you know, depending on where the numbers are. So, I've had a couple this year that. You know, I thought it might be in the mix and end up third or second, so you just never know.
3: Donnie, you said when you started competition barbecue, you're cooking on a you know, a heavy homemade pit. Uh, as you progress now here to present day, what are you cooking on right now?
5: Uh, right now I'm cooking on Jambo. I've I've had a jambo for seven years and uh before that I cooked on Oklahoma Joe uh, for oh probably 11 years 11 12 years something like that and uh i just uh, always wanted the jambo and i've known jamie from back in the 90s and gonna refurbish my joe i i got a hold of jamie and so uh, at that time he decided he's gonna quit building pits and <laughs> he was charming and he wasn't gonna build no more and uh, So I spent all my money on my Joe and got it all refurbished. And then Jamie calls and says, I used to want that pit. And I said, I ain't got the money now. I just spent it all on my Joe, you know? So, uh, so anyway, I did a cooking class and a guy in the class asked me if the pit was for sale. And I thought, well, anything that comes for sale other than maybe my wife, you know?
3: Yeah. She'll bring a pretty uh, penny. I bet.
5: So I, uh, I shot him a price, and I thought he'd run backwards, and <laughs> he wrote me a check. Wow. So then I had to tell him I needed it for a couple more contests, and because and I had entry fees paid, and so he let me use it for the last couple. and The last two I cooked on and one grand at both, so wow! I took it over to his house after I cleaned it up and told him I needed a little bit more money That's out That's right.
3: That's right. And his
5: wife, she... Told me about every name other than a Sailor, so <laughs> I, I was trying to tell her I was just kidding, but she didn't take it that way. So,
3: hey, a uh, couple more GCs on a rig. That, I mean, that, it's got to be more money, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of sure. what I thought, but she didn't seem to think so. But I got my Jambo ordered, and I love it. Uh, you know, I um, know you have a lot of guys on to have them, and some uh, things just kind of run themselves. You just got to get up and. A little fuel in them every now and then they just
3: they' just burn uh, Donnie, I mean, you've been doing it for twenty years now, back when you started to to where you are today, what's like the biggest change or two changes or three changes that you've seen you know over the genesis of your competition career like things that you used to do that you would never think about doing now
5: uh, i I keep a I keep a, a journal of everything I've ever done. But uh, the temperature, the wind, you know, so on and so forth, what i turned in, what recipe I ran. And I, sometimes I'll go back to some of them, you know, w- with a tweak here or there, and something go stale on me for a little while to see, you know, see if it'll work. And, and uh, it, things have changed a lot, you know. Back when I first started cooking, Near the money involved that there is today, I mean, but you didn't spend the money back then that you do today to go. Yeah. Things were cheaper, and the the money's you know of the contest has have, have really changed the, the realm of the cooking, and you know, things are a lot more competitive. And but you know sometimes I miss the old days
3: too. Were you injecting back then? I remember uh, the the first interview I ever did with uh, Fast Eddie. Back in two thousand and seven or two thousand and six, you know, even at that point, he had just started to inject briskets. He wasn't, ing- or uh, pork butts. He wasn't injecting pork butts at that point. I mean, now you know everybody injects everything. It's like, like you're a breathing air. Were you injecting back then?
5: No, no, I didn't start doing any of that. Running needle or nothing. <laughs> oh, it's probably been three years ago, four years ago at the most. It's it's not been very long.
3: You haven't uh, been just, you just, just started injecting three years go, ago guys wow, crazy really
5: yeah
3: yeah, so what I mean what does that go to show everybody else that it, it's They're taking these barbecue classes or injecting everything into these things like grad's green earth and you've, taking everybody else's flavor profiles and up until two or three years ago you were you were rubbing and cooking and and being very successful,
5: yeah, yeah, it's just you know lucky i guess i mean i just i was always one of them saying i i don't need to run the needle to win and you know go on a dry streak for a while and you start second guessing what you've always said you know then you start playing with it trying it and, you know and i took some classes of guys you know running needle and stuff so you know i had some good notes to you know I ain't like i started from scratch on that you know i had some some ideas of kind of what I
3: wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So, Donnie Teal, uh, the pitmaster of Buffalo's Barbecue, joining us here on the show. Uh, Donnie, where are you going to be competing at next?
5: Uh, I'll be in Fort Smith, Arkansas this weekend. All
3: right. So you know what's going to happen, right? You're uh, you're familiar with the show and the show karma that attaches for people that show up on uh, nights like tonight. You're going to go out and you're going to win.
5: Uh, I don't know about that. It'd be a good field over there. I mean, you going to have American Dream and Clark and Butcher and Cape Man, and you know, a whole bunch of them will be over there. Fire Dancer, uh, it'll be a tough one. Little big town, you get around Oklahoma, that's it's, it's a tough road every weekend. Uh, a lot of good cooks here, and we're all good friends. And but uh, it's a tough road out there, so well, you know, I ain't saying it's tough and not as tough in other parts of the country, but. You know, look at you know, look at the top twenty or twenty-five, and there's probably five or six teams from Oklahoma right now in the top twenty or twenty-five.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So it's
5: a tough, tough
3: road. Uh, David Quals leading the uh, KCBS points race right now, by the way. Since you mentioned up but look, it doesn't matter. You came on the show on Tuesday. Uh, inevitably, the karma attaches. You go out, you kick everybody's ass the following weekend. So I have no doubt that we'll be uh, talking to two-time grand champion. Uh, next week, uh, Donnie Teal from Buffalo's Barbecue. Uh, anyway, good luck at that competition, and appreciate the time tonight, Donnie. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate having me on. You got there. He is Donnie Teal, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty years. What? Twenty years. He has been doing competition barbecue. How many other people do you know that have been doing competition barbecue for twenty years? John Nilgis, Parrothead (laughs) Smokers. Shout out, John. Oh, darn it. Where are you at? Dave Bosk is right. Donnie Teal, legend. Not only is Donnie Teal legend, the thing that people know him most for, his award-winning and movie star-like smile. If you didn't know already, folks, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue and is the number one dealer of Mac Pella grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of um, American-made grill smokers such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs from flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending. Their rubs have had a hand in winning every major barbecue competition, including the 12 and 13 Royal, the 12 and 14 the Jack Daniels Invitational, the 13 Kings for Challenge, the 14 Houston Livestock Rodeo, and the 14 King of the Smoker. And Don't think the BPS can just be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either. BPS has become so well-known They've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, With four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue begun to redefine that flavor profile which competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for big papa's website also features an online meat locker with top quality meats from snake river farms shipped right to your door from the american kobe beef to caribou to pork double r ranch meats big papa's meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado and they're committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market for instance swap Boy sauce a fine swine sauce granny's barbecue sauce these hot new sauces are considered to be the new kids on the block this barbecue season. You can get them at BigPapaSmokers.com. Big Papa has also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featured 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that BPS has been able to do all this with only five years of being in business turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Again, the website, bigpapasmokers.com. We're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
4: Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now,
3: here's your host,
4: Greg Rampey.
3: All right, we are back. We're going to wrap up the show here right quick. Uh, All the way back in the first hour, we were joined by who? Ben Lang, barbecue legend. Then we talked with Dan Ulladol from the CHOPS Power Injector System. Don't forget to take advantage of that special offer this evening. Email Dan, B-A-R-B-E-Q, I'm sorry, yeah, Q-U-E, Kansas City.com. Dan at com to get that special deal. It's good for a week. We will post about that as well. Second hour, Ted Reader was awesome. Donnie Teal was great. Just last couple minutes. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.